welcome to, uh, what was it, two weeks ago when we did the last pod? Somewhere in that range. I think it was three weeks ago. Three weeks ago? Yeah. I, I don't know. I honestly do. Time is a flat circle right now. Anyway, Fresh Takes Podcast, Riverson Police. I am Paul Russo. Cross for me. Uh, back to being, as always, man, myth, legend himself, Nick Felice. Nick, how are you surviving these times? You're doing good. You look good. Yeah, you, you know. know. This is the Baseball Preview Podcast. No, it's not. <laughs> We're going to talk about who our early MVP is, break down the Masters. We got the Kentucky Derby preview coming up here. We will have missed all of those by like a solid four weeks for the most part. So we'll, we'll talk about how we've been doing at Del Lago lately. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, we also have a guest co-host in with us. I'm gonna Because you're just making me agitated by saying things that I miss. <laughs> Me too. So Pat Russo is in with us. Hello, hello. How's Gosh. everyone doing today? Finally has left his room. Pat was on since football season. It's I been know. a while. Oh, no, that's not true. Yeah. I was away. He was subbing in for yeah. me a couple times there. Yeah. Pat was, Pat was super subbed. It's though. been a while. It's been a while. We're here. We're ready to get out. I'm not going to lie. Now, now, obviously, I live with Pat, but mm. Pat, I'm not going to lie. You, your eyes look it? really tired. Finally has left his room. Wow, that hurts a little bit. But your eyes look really tired. I'm good. I always look like this. <laughs> Like, I don't, this is literally I don't my face 24-7. I, I'm sorry. Nick, I you, Nick, Nick, you, I don't know. Does he look tired to you? I mean, I don't know That's how. He hasn't been working. He has been getting paid, but he has been working. That's so. my face. I'm sorry. I can't control how tired I look. I got anyway. eight hours of sleep the past three nights. I wish I could. Well, that I mean eight it. hours each night. I'm at eight <laughs> hours each night. Anyway. Well, good to have you on, Pat. Thank you. It's good to uh, be here. Again, same deal kind of as the last one. Not sure how long we'll really go for. Um, but but there is a, a sporting but, Yeah, we do have the NFL draft on Thursday, so we'll talk that, preview it, um, kind of give you our thoughts on, like, our personal favorite teams, you know, kind of like maybe not the full top ten, but maybe the key points in the top ten of the draft, um, maybe some sleepers and some guys to avoid that type of deal. Um, then we'll just do a little bit of an open discussion on when we think uh, we'll see some return to action in sports, even though uh, we already have one official with the PGA, which is pretty good. So, uh, But really, golf, could we all agree before we get off of that, golf is probably the easiest sport to get back going in, in terms of, in terms of that so. anyway? You would think it would be NASCAR, but NASCAR has a lot of people involved. Yeah, we were talking about that the other day. There's it, like, what is yeah. it? Like a ten per rate. Well, well, not necessarily that. I mean, they're talking about. They're just all together. We'll save that NASCAR thing for the for the actual talking point because it does go a bit in depth, and there is some news actually on that front from today that I've seen. Um, But yeah, PGA is definitely in golf. Seems to be the one that would probably be easiest. And golf's back going again here in New York State, so. Pretty happy about that, because of course, if you remember a few weeks ago when we last talked with me and Nick, we were talking about going, and um, the day that we projected to hopefully go was the first day that New York shut down the golf courses for the uh, what it was like what ten days, something like that, ten business days, I think. It was that long. Yeah. So um, anyway, Thursday night we have the NFL draft. Um, Going to be obviously different if you've been living in Iraq. We'll give you the brief preview of it. Um, they're effectively teleconferencing it. Um, I know, I believe, I saw a picture, I think it was of John Lynch's um, office at his home that he has. He has like five different like TV monitors, three phones, I think like two computers. 
that he's going to be using. Um, in the teleconference, I think they have, I could be wrong on the number, I think it's 58 of the athletes will be available at any time for the te- for the teleconference, I believe, when they get drafted. Um, it sounds like it's going to be a combo of ESPN and NFL network personalities for the draft as well. Um, so that's pretty exciting because I I really like picking and choosing. Like I'm a big Rich Eisen guy, so I'm really excited to have some Rich Eisen Rich Eisen in my life. Um, but I think Trey Wingo is the main host of it still. Um, either way, oh, I said Trey Wingo and Pat Pat just had an eye <laughs> shot. <laughs> I just looked over at that. <laughs> well, uh, anyway, so what, let's start with the teleconference. Let's start with this side of it. Like uh, it's certainly going to be a different draft. Um, I saw that Bud Light is doing a Boo Goodell promotion thing where you can send in booed videos and they'll preview them before Goodell walks up on stage or something like that. Really? So what are your guys' thoughts so kind is of? is Goodell doing it in his basement? Yeah. <laughs> in his Brooklyn He's, home basement. I was about to say, yeah, his Brooklyn high-rise basement. <laughs> I don't want to call it mansion because that's not the word no. they use, but it's in the basement of his Brooklyn home. So, what are what are your guys' thoughts, kind of? This is obviously the first of its kind, you know. Um, did a test run of it yesterday. Um, yeah, one little pretty, problem. Pretty much no hitches overall. It didn't sound like a little problem at the start. Yeah. Uh, once they got through it with the Bengals. But bang- I feel like... Of course it was the Bengals, but, but what, what, what are you guys... What are your guys' kind of thoughts about at least the teleconference side of it before we get into the players and teams? Well, you want me to go first? Okay. I don't know. I don't. I don't like the idea of doing the tele. It's cool. It's a cool idea. I don't like the idea of it. I just. I think there's gonna be too many issues, too many things they didn't take into account that are gonna end up happening. Too much. I don't know. Too many technical issues. Um, I understand they don't want any mass gatherings, but you almost could have just gotten. I don't know how many representatives of each team are gonna be a part of it. It's just the GM, just the owner, whatever the case is. But you could have gotten three or four guys from each team set up a table at any convention center, have Goodell up on stage, and have someone just run up whatever their pick is. Well, Hand it off, boom. I know at the tables at the draft, it's only three. I think their main concern was like back in the war room, for instance, where you could just have a group of 50 people jammed into a room. Well, that's what I'm saying. You don't have stuff like that. You just do that limited access. And I understand with this whole, you know, time with coronavirus, whatever, you kind of can't, but... I think there's going to be too many technical difficulties. Things aren't going to go as planned. You're not going to see every pick. You're not. I don't even think – I don't know how many picks they even think they're going to air. Cause they're I think they're after, planning on doing the whole draft. I'm going to say this right now. After your first round, if it gets butchered in any way, no one's watching the rest of it, which I mean I don't know how many people watch the second, third, fourth, sixth, fifth, sixth, and seventh rounds to begin with. After the first round, most people, in my opinion, stop watching – if you butcher it, it's going to – even fewer people are going to watch. I don't think there's going to be as many viewers to begin with. I I just don't like this idea of it. I would almost rather have them do the draft and have ESPN send me a notification, hey, this is who Miami drafted, this is who won, and so on and so forth. I, think I, I, I just don't care right now about the – I don't care about the televising of it, I mean, is what I should say. I, I don't think – it's going to probably be – and honestly, probably the worst watching draft of all time. Oh, yeah. 
But it also might have the most views of all time, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not going to be Super Bowl views. I was thinking it was, and I'm thinking, okay, a lot of people just watch the Super Bowl, and that's a lot of people don't even watch football. I was thinking it would be, but now the more I think about it, no, it won't be Super Bowl views, but it might be the most watched draft of all time because these people really just want to watch something. That's true. Especially on like a Thursday night, you know, it's start start of the weekend, even though every day feels like the weekend now. But right. <laughs> um, well, my other big thing is because this could kind of bleed into technical difficulties. You already have all these cameras in the houses of all of the owners and GMs, whatever. Are you going to put a camera in all the top prospects' houses, too, to get their reactions and interview them? Because instead of just being right at, like, whatever the location for the draft is and being, oh, well, here's the next pick, sorry, we got to pan away, you're going to be like, sorry, we got to cut you off real quick and try to get our, you know, everything back in line to get back to the pick. Well, I think they should just, they've had a previous drafts. They show people at their houses and their reactions there. I think they just use that technology that they do. Right, right, right. I get just, that, but this is... Every prospect now is going to have this. Not just Baker Mayfield, who was the number one pick who wanted to sit at home. I don't think every prospect will have it, but no. the 58 that Paul mentioned, yeah. I think, will. Right. Um, it's going to be a lot more than That's usual. Um, I think the only problem that can That's ruin a- this whole draft if they just like lose connection or something, and I don't know what you do. That's what I'm saying. I don't. I don't think they're. I don't think they've taken enough into account for it. That's just my personal opinion. And it's a lot of time. Like, this draft's going to take a lot longer. I hear they have the power to stop it if someone wanted to make a trade or something. Yeah. It's gonna well, you're going to have to. It's going to be a lot longer than usual drafts. might be like drafts back in the day when it used to be 15 minutes per pick mm-hmm. in the first round. Uh, I think it's going to be, be tough. It's. Uh, I, would ho- I would assume that's not the only time they're going to test it out, is it? I mean, you only got two more days. I don't know if they're going to do a second test run or not, but you only got two days and then you have Thursday morning. This is probably the best technology they're going to have. It's not going to be like Paul Pierce and the horse Mm -hmm. competition where you're on your phones. (laughs) (laughs) You barely see a glimpse of them, but uh, this is probably the best technology that you're going to have, and this is the only way I think you can do this draft right now. Oh, yeah. Other than, like you said, Mm -hmm. just say, oh, I just got an update. The Dolphins got this guy. Yeah, that's... I don't know. It's going to be a tough... It's, it's going to be odd, but it will be, I think, the most watched draft of all time. Especially the first round. First round will be. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I mean... It's first I watch. I, I watch. I usually watch Thursday. I watch not all of but I watch a pretty good amount of Friday. I usually don't watch too much on Saturday. Um... I yeah, I mean, I mean, they have the ability to stop things if, if something goes awry. Um, but, I mean, it, it, it's tough. I think the NFL is kind of like the one sport draft-wise where they really can't true have a true postponement of the draft. Because if, if things take a really drastic improvement, you know... Like their football will be fairly unaffected, in, in in that respect, and you you can't wait inside a draft in July. You're only going to have think about it. If you were to do the first week of July as your draft, you only have like three weeks of negotiation window to have, and then you're right into minicamp. I mean, it's 
you, you know, you the windows is not, I think, available to postpone it. Um, how did the women's NBA draft go? What do you mean? Like, yeah, I'm. You, you mean, mean like how did how did how, how did it go? Was it they did a virtual draft too, right? I heard of no hiccups. Um, I didn't see that there were any hiccups at all. I can it went tell pretty you, well if you're a New York Liberty fan. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you from their interview with Sabrina Ionescu, who went number one, that whatever they were using for their camera and mic and all that stuff was perfectly fine. So I'm not sure if they're using the same stuff. I'm not sure if for any reason they're doing it differently. I don't know. Um, New York Liberty in the Barclays Center welcoming Sabrina Ionescu. Just plugging that real quick. Exciting time for basketball in the borough of Brooklyn. We did trade <laughs> Tina Charles, though. They did, but I am a Liberty fan. Thanks, so my man. All right. <laughs> so let's jump into the meat and potatoes then of this draft. Um, pretty much, I mean, all of the mocks have Joe Burrow going number one in the Bengals. So let's start there. Um, been a little bit of a topic amongst me and Pat anyway. It's kind of disgusting. Um, so Nick, we'll go to you first. Um, do you agree with the quarterback? I'll go rankings at the moment draft wise. Do you agree that Joe Burrow is the best quarterback? I think out of the out of this group, I think yeah, he is the best, but. You never know with this group because um, Tua's had the injuries. Burrow is 25 years old that I just found out. And uh, a lot of those other guys from small schools like Jordan Love. Utah State. Uh, well, Herbert. I mean, Oregon, but I don't know what to think about Herbert. Uh, I think he, he's he got a big arm. Uh, I think I, – I don't know if he's going to be a starting quarterback right away. He might – I think the Buccaneers will draft a quarterback. I think we'll play under Tom Brady. Wow. And, uh, and Herbert might be that guy for the Bucks, But I think Herbert's going to go a lot earlier. So it might be like a Jordan Love or someone. But, I, uh, yeah, I think Joe, to answer your question, Joe Burrow, I think, is the best quarterback right now. I'm not too high on any of them. I think it could be a little bit – can't remember what draft. There was a one year where the quarterbacks weren't that good, but yeah, I, I I like Joe. I mean, he proved it in his senior year, his last year at LSU. It was his only year he was the guy, but I don't know. I, I I'm not too high on him. I'm not too high on any of these quarterbacks. I think maybe maybe one can stick out there. I don't know. Not too high on him, but Joe Burrow's the guy. Pat's kind of been all in on Joe Burrow, so I will flip a question a little bit to you, Pat. If not Joe Burrow, who would you go to next after Joe Burrow? So can I also answer one of these who do we want on our favorite teams because that's who I'm looking at for Miami. Yeah, so it's funny you mentioned that because the mock that I pull up, I've been watching the CBS one. CBS kind of like my go-to mock draft. I don't want Tua. I want if we don't if we can't find a way for either. First of all, I love Joe Burrow. I think he's going to be a good, serviceable quarterback. To me, he's going to be a Philip Rivers. He's going to have a piece or two around him, but he's just not going to be able to find a way either into the playoffs or when he gets there, can't get it done. 
I do like Joe Burrow a lot. If you're Cincy, I know you need a quarterback. You move out from Andy Dalton. And I know Washington's looking down Chase Young right now. I don't think you can pass up Chase Young, number one. That's my honest opinion. He's a once-in-a-generation pass rusher. Every single scout that looked at him said he's going to be better than both Bosa's. And these are the scouts that said Bosa, that first said Joey Bosa was the best, then said Nick's going to be better. Now they're saying Chase Young's going to be better than both of them. I don't see how you pass up Chase Young. So for some odd reason, Chase Young gets taken one, and nobody leapfrogs Miami in a trade to get Burrow. I want Burrow. Burrow does go one, or someone leapfrogs Miami. I want Jordan Love. I think that guy, it's not because of the comparisons to Mahomes. He can run and he can throw. He can throw well enough. And that proved to be enough for Baltimore with Mark Ingram as your running back. Nothing against Ingram. He's not a like he's not a guy you're gonna sit there and be like, hey, we need a 150-yard game right now. You need to go do it. He's one of those guys where it's hey, he's gonna battle out 50 yards and punch in two touchdowns, which Jordan Howard can do now in Miami. So I, I got, want Jordan Love. So I got he cool. can run. He can throw. He's six six. Get him and get in, him behind center. And the Jordan Love question then I have for you is so obviously Miami has three picks in the first round this year. Yep, they're at five. They are at eighteen 15, and twenty six. No, twenty six. Right, eighteen 15, and twenty six. Fifteen and twenty six. Um, Jordan Love is projected at least in this mock that I have as an early twenties pick. So obviously, fifth would for sure be a reach, at least in that realm of thinking. If that's the case, are you fine with Miami going after, say, a defensive tackle like a Derek Brown or an offensive lineman, say, like a Tristan? No defensive tackle. I'll, I'm okay because I know it was a Tristan Wharfs. Yes. The guy from Iowa. Yeah. He's been on a couple of their mocks at five. I'd be okay if they take him if they know they can wait on a quarterback. Personally, I really don't see a need for a quarterback this year. The winner of that division is going to be 8-8. Eight and eight. It's going to turn into the NFC East. The winner of that division ain't getting out of the first round, no matter who it is. And all these people saying the Bills are winning 10, 11, 12 games this year, relax. You guys got a diva at wide receiver that needs the ball 15 times a game. When he doesn't get that, Buffalo's going to implode. So just relax on that one. When it comes to waiting on Jordan Love... If they wait on Love, they need they need Tristan Wharfs. If they're going to wait on – or just wait on a quarterback in general. You need to take that big dude from Iowa. Or for any reason, if like Akuda slips to them or any, any other of those top picks slip to them, that would be understandable. Also, I know you're saying this is a reach. How did Daniel Jones' sixth overall turn out so far? Doesn't look terrible. And everyone's saying that one was a reach. When they could have still gotten him at 17. So Daniel Jones was a Giants last year. At the time was a reach. It's looking like it's going to pay off. You do the same with Jordan Love, it might pay off. You don't know. Um, because a lot of mock, mock drafts I've seen, two was one to Miami. Very next pick was either Jordan Love or Herbert. Also, I'm not big on Herbert. I'm not. Don't think he's going to be that good. But Joe Burrow... The only thing I have to say about him is just just keep your mouth shut and play for who drafts you. Don't be that guy that comes in as a rookie thinking you can control every little aspect. Just shut up and play. You have no say in where you're going. You have no say in what you're doing. If Cincy wants to draft you, go turn that franchise around. 
If they don't, turn someone else around. Just shut up and play. That's all I got for Burrow. So, I'm the only one, I think, in out of the three of us that's very high on Herbert. I think Herbert's probably the best pro-ready quarterback in this draft. Um, just the offense that they run in, in Oregon uh, leads well for it. And he's got the prototypical size and dimensions anyway. Um, I don't think – I loved watching Burrow in college. I think he was – about as good as a college quarterback as I've been able to watch. Um, that being said, he that's his only year of showing us anything. Um, lost a job to Dwayne Haskins and transferred to LSU to play. And I don't blame him. I mean, probably have done the same thing, but it, it's, it's hard to get a gauge when an offense is specifically tailored effectively for what you can do and you – knock it out of the friggin' park. Um, that being said, I still think he's probably a first-round quarterback. Um, but I'd, you know, if, if, if I'm ranking him, I'd probably probably put him third behind Herbert Lo- Herbert and Love. It was probably what I would do. That's just me. Joe Burrow? Yeah. yeah. You don't like Tua? If it wasn't for his medical history, Tua would probably be number one. But And he's a lefty? I didn't. I didn't like Tua even fully yeah. healthy for an NFL quarterback. Well, I think, I think you have to look at the offenses. The offenses that they like running now, it kind of lends to prefer you prefer having a quarterback almost like Tua, where, you know, he can run an RPO very well because he's probably speed wise the best quarterback in this draft. Speed wise. So you think Tua is going to speed wise? Jordan Love is. Like, this is the gap between Love and Tua. People, can you show the viewers what the gap is? <laughs> oh, I'm waiting for it. Love, Tua, <laughs> this is their speed gap. So, well, like, do you, you think Tua is going to the Dolphins? I really think so. I don't, I don't, I guess this is my thing. Like I said, this year, I truly feel the winner of the division's 8-8. Eight and eight. When you could be taking a guy like Tristan Wharfs to protect whoever your future quarterback would be, it's not going to be, I guess, a terrible risk. The only thing is, I, I don't care that his doctors are saying he's healing well. This is an injury. If he gets hit in the hip bad one more time, his career is done. They were saying they were carting him off the field that it was a Bo Jackson-type injury. They were saying that if he had been hit any harder... He he wouldn't have come back walking. He wouldn't have come back like in any way, shape, or form walking for a year. This is this is something that I really I really hope Miami takes into consideration. Like he's a quarterback. He's gonna get hit a lot. He can run. He's gonna be scrambling a lot, especially this year. What what I really hope they do is build the line, build weapons, and get their quarterback next year. Because their offense is literally the exact same, just added Jordan Howard. And Trevor Lawrence. If they wait and they do bad enough, they might be able to snag Trevor Lawrence. I don't think they will. I don't think they're going to end up with the worst record this year. The worst record next year is going to take Trevor Lawrence. I don't even think it's a question. If Miami can find a way, though, to get Trevor Lawrence, maybe trade their two first-round picks next year, try to eye someone down and be like, hey, we see... I don't know, just 
Arizona, let's use for an example. Hey, we see Arizona might not do good. Let's get in talks with them. See if maybe we can snag the first round. So who's the best player in this draft? Chase Young. Not even close. Not a discussion for me. Chase Young, best player. He's the guy that had since he had a quarterback would be going number one. You think he's going two? I think he's going to go two to Washington. And if he doesn't go two to Washington, I don't know who you're taking, but that's not that. That's kind of slipping you think a little bit. Chase Young. Washington. It better be. It better be Chase Young. <laughs> if he's sitting there and they pass up on him, I don't know what they're doing. But he should be sitting it too. I think it's funny, you know, as you mentioned Daniel Jones, and uh, yeah, the Giants took a lot of heat that night for taking a reach. You could have got him at seventeen, but his. It's not like his rookie year was outstanding, but it was it was good. I think it's funny. It was a it was either Daniel Jones and Dwayne Haskins last year, mm-hmm. and both those teams need a guy like Chase Young, right? And it was a matchup between Daniel Jones and Dwayne Haskins. And uh, calm yourself <laughs> the, over there. You, the get, ended you get up a, you get enough it. camera time over there. <laughs> and it was uh, the it was the matchup that determined who would get the worst pick. Out of mm-hmm. the Redskins and the Giants, and uh, the Giants won the game. So, yep, it was weird. You know, I wanted to see Daniel Jones beat Dwayne Haskins, but I also wanted to get Chase, Chase Young in the draft. Yeah, because you know, since he's going to sit there, and they're already parting ways with Dalton. I don't know, Paul. What do you think of Dwayne Haskins going into year two? Well, we got Colt McCoy now. Yeah. Well, full. He still got Fitzgerald. full year for him. I'm pretty excited. And Ron Rivera. It's ideal, ideal. That's for sure. I mean, I mean, I'm excited if we ever get the football at this point. <laughs> I just want to know how Cam Newton's still on the market. Um, I don't know. That's a different discussion. Anyway, yeah, saying. Uh, any sleepers for you guys? Kind of lingering out there. I got one. I had to look his name up. Okay. <laughs> so everyone knows Jeff Akuda, defensive yes. back out of Ohio State. He's going to be a very, very good. Player. Right now, he's been bouncing back and forth between Detroit and your Giants. It's not a Cuda, though, I'm talking about. It's going to be one of his buddies from Ohio State on the opposite side of the field from him at the other cornerback position. His name is Damon Arnett. Damon Arnett may have been better statistically than Jeff Akuda. He only allowed one touchdown for his four years at Ohio State. Well, one touchdown each year, so allowed four touchdowns total. This guy's a lockdown corner. I don't think he's getting enough recognition just because Okuda's been absolute lockdown for two years, mainly because when the ball went Okuda's way, it was either deflected or picked off. This dude just doesn't let the ball get to his receiver. Damon Arnett is a name to look out for. He's going to be good. Not even projected first round. He's going to be good. He's going to be good. What a find. Nick, anybody for you? He's going to be good. I'm going to say Chase Claypool, wide receiver for Notre Dame. Uh, Of course. (laughs) I think he's going to be stud. I could have thrown a Miami player, but. Um, What's his size? Do you know what his size is by chance? I have it right Because if he's tall, have him talk to Miami. He's going to the Giants, so. (laughs) Um, he is six foot four. It's good height because that's my height. Um, I mean, it's tall for a receiver. You know, um, I think he's gonna be a stud. I think he's a sleeper. I think he's a stud. 
Notre Dame receivers are always great. Um, yeah, that great Jeff Samarja is now a pitcher for the San Francisco Giants. He was a tight end, to be fair. Yeah. Still a pass catcher. That's a fair point. I didn't say pass catcher. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, Michael Floyd was a great player. Uh, Golden Tate. Uh, <laughs> we got it, we got it. Okay. Will Fuller. I'm uh for yeah, my, for mine I'm sticking with a wide receiver as well and I don't know if he's really I guess sleeping a sleeper anymore since he's starting to creep up uh the board a little bit um but Brandon Ayuk from Arizona State um they're sort of becoming a not a full fledged wide receiver you but they got a lot of freaking athletes out there uh, for Herm Edwards and. Uh, I remember some Pac-12 after dark madness that he kind of caused a little bit <laughs> last year. Um, you know, it, similar to uh, uh, what's-his-face from Arizona State last year that was on the Patriots that got hurt. Oh, Nikhil. Yeah, Nikhil. Harry, Harry. Nikhil Perry. Um, Harry. Yeah. It's Harry. Um, Minnesota's projected with, with Aik. Um, I think it'd be, he'd be a really good replacement for Stephon Diggs. Um, he kind of fits that mold anyway, uh, in my mind. Uh, so that's a guy I I think um, you know I don't I don't I don't know about Canton one day, but um, certainly a guy that I think you know uh, could produce for you pretty well. I got a question for you, Paul. Yeah. Are we any Syracuse players we like in this draft? Well, I mean, obviously, you know, a guy like Mo. I mean, I mean the issue is. Just running back wise this year, it's such. There's not a ton at the top level. Um, it's a very shallow is not the right word. It's a, it's a, it's a bit of a middle ground draft for running backs. A guy like Mo Neal, I think, could find a spot somewhere on a team. Um, maybe not. Be Darren Sproles, like as good as Darren Sproles, but he could kind of fit that mold a little bit if you needed him to. Um, you know, other than that, you know, defensively, you guy like Slayton. Slayton will find himself somewhere. Um, but again, I he he's he is probably a middle round guy. You know, depending upon what happens in the draft itself, he could find himself undrafted. Um, I don't know. Syrac- it's going to be an interesting year, Syracuse-wise. Um, we'll say other, other than that, I mean, Sterling Hoffrecker will get signed by someone, but nobody drafts punters. So. I will say the Dome's looking good. <laughs> yeah, coming along good. Um, I feel like probably for sure two of us are in agreement on a guy to avoid, and then I think Nick gets the wild card in that, but definitely Tua's my avoid guy. Um just obviously the injuries, man. I just don't know. I I don't know what his ceiling is. I would say yeah. I would agree. Oh. Two was a, so yeah. so we're three for three on two of them. It's it's not a lone wolf over here. Okay. No, it's a, it's a clean sweep. I I I don't know how I feel about CD Lamb yet. Yeah, I don't. My my only thing with CD Lamb is because I can see it turning into. I. I guess I'll use the word again. It's him turning into a diva. So when you have like you have Rugs and Jerry Judy come out of Alabama, they've always kind of split the workload. And they've never had a true number one. 
CeeDee Lamb was a workhorse for Oklahoma's wide receiving core. He's going to come into a team, and if he doesn't get fed the ball, I think his mindset's going to go to, well, this is what I did for a college football playoff team. Why am I not doing this for a Miami, uh, a New York Jets, you know, stuff like that. Why am I not doing this for a team that's not as good? So I think C.D. Lamb could quickly turn into a head case. I mean, a lot of what he did, too, was just catch a screen and run. Just sprint straight until my guy can't catch up to me anymore and catch the ball. I'd, I'd never heard of him beating guys on routes. I've never heard of him being able to block out in the open field for a running back. I still stand by my belief that Jerry Judy is the best receiver in this draft class, and he should be the first receiver off the board. It's just that C.D. Lamb's speed is going to make him go before him. Um, I don't think C.D. Lamb... I'm 50-50 I'm on C.D. Lamb right now. Um, so if, I guess if there's another play to avoid, I would avoid C.D. just because I'm not 100% convinced on him at this point. That's just me. Yeah, I'm not too sure. Another guy that I was kind of high on is I clicked the wrong thing here. Hold on. I'm going to have to. There we go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't know why the thing's not there for it. Okay. Either way. <laughs> Whatever your bottom line. Yeah, I accidentally clicked the button. I don't know what the <laughs> hell happened. Um, but, uh, yeah. I don't know. With T. Higgins, I was pretty high on. I don't know if. He had a rough pro day or something, but he's kind of fallen off the top 32 list. Um, the Bills don't have a pick in the side in the first round? No, I think – I don't know. I've heard a mixed bag of rumors about them as to whether or not they will trade up and get in. Um, they'll be an in, they, they will be in an interesting spot. I don't know why um, – what the deal is fully with them and obviously obviously they made their big splash in the offseason with Diggs anyway so you guys think a big me. name gets traded during this draft yes Leonard Fournette will go during the draft Ooh. I'm going to say right now Leonard Fournette will not be a Jaguar by the end of Saturday night I'll go I don't know I don't have any sources behind this but I'll say Odell Beckham gets traded in the draft is it just like a gut feeling on that one yeah I want to see it happen yeah, there's he, there's been a lot of rumors surrounding him. He's um, just he needs he's another guy. Just keep your mouth shut and play. Like just shut up and catch the ball. I don't think he can. I don't he's think still, he can. I don't either. think physically he I, can. I think his issue now in Cleveland is the fact that he he him and Jarvis always always wanted to play with each other in the NFL, and now that it's happening, he doesn't get the ball as much. Is he, like like he did when in New York, he was number one option, number two option, and number three option. Now it's you have Jarvis, you have Njoku, you can dump it off to Nick Chubb. I don't think Odell knows to do. No, I think I kind of see him moved. That'd be I pretty think he's cool. Overrated. Remember that time when fantasy when Odell and Antonio Brown were the top two picks. Mm-hmm. You think Antonio Brown comes back? No. I think he just keeps making it worse for himself. But yeah, I think Fournette's, Fournette will be traded on, I don't know when, but he, he will be traded at some point between Thursday and Saturday. 
Um, I'm not sure what the Jags are trying to end. I think um, either in the same or separate deal, they're going to get rid of um, Unique Ngakwe. He's going to get moved. I feel like he's he's a name that not many people talk about, but he is, I'm going to say, he's an elite pass rusher. He is. He's top of the line, coming off the end. I forgot his he's, name. He's going to get moved, and someone's either going to need to suck up giving a first and second for him, or someone's going to steal him away for like a fifth and a sixth. I forgot his name, but I like the receiver from Baylor. And, oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I think it's Baylor. Could be wrong. Paul, is there a receiver think, from Baylor? I think I know who you're talking about. Not in the top 32. Not in the Hold top on. 32. I could have sworn it was Baylor. There's some Hold receiver on. out there. I'm looking at uh, receiver prospects. Yeah, that's that's all I got, Paul, on the NFL draft. Okay. We'll uh, pivot here. And um, then we'll see here, but we'll talk a little bit of when um, when will sports come back, that type of deal, um, before we get out of here. Uh, yeah, like we said, golf will be returning mid-June, the way it sounds, with the memorial. Um, just players... Um, can't remember what the deal was with caddies. Can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but no spectators, just the golfers and the officials. Um, which I'm all on board with. Golf is pretty easy to do. You mentioned NASCAR. They're targeting. They'd like to go mid-May, but I doubt that will happen. I think realistically you'll see the Coke 600 Memorial Day weekend run without spectators. Um, rumor is they're going to do it without, without pit crews. They're going to have skeleton crews. More or less just two or three people. Um, I don't see how you can do a 600-mile race that way. Um, but whatever. And the officials. Um, even then, that's a lot of people, though. I mean, you got officials coming across everywhere. Um, that's going to be tough to do. Uh, baseball's trying to make some moves. I'm not on board with a lot of them. Uh, only because of just the logistics seem really stupid. <laughs> what about college football? Well, that's... Kind of football as a whole, they're kind of in the best seat right now. I mean, the way it sounds, you know, they'll they'll be good to go in whatever capacity um, when the time comes. Um, I just know they start practicing like July first. Yeah, but you can you can go a couple weeks later. I mean, the July first thing's the biggest load of crap ever. <laughs> um, either way, um, what are your guys' thoughts? Kind of going forward with it. My thoughts going forward is that baseball will not do the Arizona thing. No. Then I heard it was the Florida-Arizona thing, and that's not going to happen. Now it's, no, now it's Florida-Arizona and Texas. Texas. The latest too. thing, yeah. No, that's not going to happen. Um, I think I said it last podcast. I can't remember. You cannot – play the NHL and the NBA playoffs without fans. Just cancel it. Um, you can't. I, I, I just think that would ruin everything. One, there's home ice, home court advantage. And two, I think it just takes away everything winning a championship with no fans in the stands. I, I thought the tournament was crazy without fans. And they got canceled, but... I think if you don't have fans, you don't play it. I just regular season is one thing. You play regular season games without fans, but to play the biggest games of the entire season without fans is 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 not is not cool. 
not cool to me. I, I think it just takes away everything and doing it. Um, basically, just it's like it's like winning a Niagara Falls Rec Championship, but it's actually the NBA Championship. It's just because there's not not a lot of people there. But uh, yeah, I don't think baseball is gonna happen. I think well, golf is going to happen. There's not much involved there. I think tennis should happen. There should not be a lot there. Um, and this is without fans. I think they should go on without fans. The Kentucky Derby and them, they should go on. Uh, NASCAR. I don't know. It's tough. There's a lot of people involved with the NASCAR race. I know you're inside a car, but there's a lot of people involved. I don't like the idea. You said three people pit crews. Yeah, and one of them is your crew chief, too, and everything yeah, else. So it's, it's, how uh, long are the pit stops going to take? <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's not so much of that, but, I mean, it's a 600-mile six, race. We're in the Coke 600. That's 400 laps. That that race, you usually have anywhere between really 7-8, slash eight, depending upon the way cautions are, to 15 pit stops. But so. I see some states are reopening, which is crazy, and if they have any setbacks... Yeah. Football is in very much jeopardy. Mm-hmm. And this draft that we're preparing yeah. could really hurt. And I minor leagues, baseball, I don't know what's Yeah, we going. have news about that. I don't know if you saw that. I don't know. Yeah. Minor league and major league executives are meeting tomorrow. Um, apparently minor league executives are ready to cave in and shut down roughly 40 minor league teams. Would so, Auburn probably be one of them. Yeah. So congrats, Rob Manfred. You got your freaking wish. Go die in a hole. <laughs> <laughs> Pat, what are your thoughts? On what? Sports coming back. When what do you think? When do you think? When do I think? Depends on the sport. Baseball, I don't see go until July probably, maybe even August. I hope July. Um I don't know how they're gonna play out the World Series. Oh, you got the line back. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, it's I know for you guys. I don't were, know why it's gone away on my I know they were talking. I, figure that out. <laughs> I know they were talking at one point about like Kind of along the whole Arizona-Florida thing was jamming in as many games in the end of the year as possible and then having a neutral site World Series. What's your idea of playing playoffs without fans? It's stupid. Playing – okay, I shouldn't say it's stupid. If it's possible to have fans there, then then you need to let fans in. But playing playoffs without fans like that – kind of like you said, defeats the purpose. It defeats home court advantage. Because if you can't pack the stands with, you know, Warriors fans, then you're just, you're, you're just playing on a basketball. The best talent is going to win 9 out of 10 times. Yeah, and granted, more time, the best team should win. But you don't know what kind of momentum a fan is gonna, the, the fan base can give you. You don't know what kind of momentum a team can get because of it. And yeah, upsets are the best part about sports. Right. Um... Also, if if basketball does get going again, this has allowed guys like Embiid and Simmons to recover from injury and l- allow Philly to make a playoff run. This has allowed guys like Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving for Brooklyn to recover even further and allow them to make a playoff run. If the NBA comes back, you're going to have such a different outlook for the playoffs that let's say Brooklyn stones up as the eight seed, but they're fully healthy with KD and Kyrie. First round, Milwaukee, Brooklyn. You're either bouncing Giannis or KD. If the NBA comes back, 
it's kind of, I think Richard Jefferson's the one that said it. This is going to be the best playoffs you've ever seen, and it truly will be. They're all well-rested. All the superstars are going to be back, and they're all hungry. Baseball, we'll see when they start. I'm still thinking the July-August range. Football, as long as everything goes according to plan with the whole shelter in place, everyone doing their part, we'll get started on time. But the thing with the NBA... Soccer wants to get going in May. I mean, your boy LeBron even said... uh, (laughs) My boy LeBron. (laughs) Your boy LeBron even said he he needs a few games to get prepared for the playoffs and not just start the playoffs right away. Right. And you got a team like the Knicks... We don't want to go out there and play three games. All right, there's no point. What are them. they going to do there? Just go right to the playoffs? Yeah, right. I have a hard, I have a hard time imagining NHL and the NBA getting any sort of season in at this point. Unless they play, unless they plan on doing next season abbreviated. I know. think this season will get canceled. Yeah, I think it's going to come out probably the end of May. They're going to cancel it. There's, there's not much you can do. There really isn't. Because I don't know. I don't see this thing any ending in less than a month. Right. There's there's, there's not much they can do. As sad as it's going to be, I think those two seasons will get canceled. The other ones will go on. Golf, tennis, horse racing, NASCAR. Yeah. But it is, I, it is interesting about NASCAR is Jimmy Johnson, what he will, he's going to do. I think he'll probably still retire. It is nice that Vince Carter did get a nice send off. Though. He did. He did get his chance to you go gave in. Him that? The three. Your Knicks gave him that. Boy, they're terrible defense. I, I'm gonna be honest. I cried a little seeing him make that three, knowing that 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 will probably end up being the last shot of his career. But it was. You also got to think whoever's is Atlanta's coach now to think on his feet, hear that the season's being canceled, realizing Vince is retiring. And knowing this is probably his last game to get him off the bench and in for that last 29 seconds. That was that was fast thinking. That was a class act for a guy that definitely deserves a send off. Not like you know the whole like thing the whole tribute Kobe got, but he deserves some sort of send off. Twenty, you, 20 years, doing, man. Cole Anthony not coming back. I'm not surprised. I'm I'm okay. I'm I'm not surprised he's leaving. Have fun. He's going to go number six to you guys. It was a great year in North Carolina basketball that we'll remember. How did it end? Oh, yeah, he lost to Syracuse. Got killed. All right. Well, that probably wraps it up. We can talk about that another day. Yeah, I just – I need to throw it in there. Pat, thanks for hopping on. Thanks for having me. Fun fact. Fun fact. Fun fact. I don't have a fun fact today. (laughs) Nick, who are you shouting out? I'm going to – well, first of all, before I get to my shop, because that's the end of the show. No good chance. I just want to say uh, Burger King has delivery now. There you go, fun fact. And, <laughs> and so I might use that. <laughs> okay. Anyway, my, my uh, – Wait, didn't nail this mount? <laughs> my shout-out is for my cousin Jack, who is in quarantine right now in Albany. He's one of his friends. Oh, wow. Got the coronavirus. He has a sad note here, and he is uh, – He's in quarantine right now at Albany University. So be safe, Jack. I know you can watch this. And it's difficult times, but uh, we'll get through this. I got a fun fact for you real quick. The Canary Islands are named after dogs, not birds. What? There you go. The Canary Islands are named after dogs, not birds. Where are the Canary Islands real quick? (laughs) Thank you for joining.
<laughs> See you in a couple weeks. Yeah, Send thanks for hopping on. Thanks for joining us here on the Fresh Takes Podcast with uh, Russo and Felice. Uh, subscribe, like, share, comment, all the fun stuff. We'll catch you guys uh, whenever we're now next on the Fresh Takes Podcast. <laughs>